everybody. It's Steve, the Republican Goodfellow, here with his buddy, Paul Armento. How you doing, Paul? Excellently. And you're tuning in to The Lion's Den. Another episode of The Lion's Den. Welcome, everybody. We're glad you're here for this episode. Yeah, we're, we're really glad to be back. Uh, as you might know, we've done some retooling. Uh, we have a new location where we're filming, so... And we're here on the beach. Look at this. Look at if you're seeing it on the video podcast. We got our beach scene behind us, which is awesome. And uh, we're we're ready to go. So, Paul, let's get right into it, man. We've, you know, we're going to be on every two weeks. We're going to try two every two to three weeks. We'll have a new podcast out going forward. I think we're good to go. So, let me hand it over to you, Paul. Give give us some national stuff that you. Thanks, like to Steve. Talk yeah, about. the Lions Den has built in some. New consistency, a little bit more of a new look, as Steve just pointed out. And we're going to break it up again, like we used to, into the the segments between the local and national scene. So we're glad to have you with us. Uh, first off, and this is a major concern, we we just came off a couple of weeks ago. The World Economic Forum in Europe received mm, some considerable coverage, I would say, through conservative outlets. Uh, not much from this, the propaganda activist press, as we like to say. However, the conservative outlets did give the, the viewers and the listeners a heads up on what the outcomes were. And some of them weren't very good. All right. Have you heard anything about the food supply blowing up domestically? I, ha- I haven't heard anything like that. Were your hens I, laying eggs? Yeah. My, yeah. my, my heads aren't. <laughs> actually, you heard about that too, right? Yeah. That, it all ties that in. the food, the food that uh, the feed that you get for your chickens, mine stopped laying. Mm-hmm. So I believe that, but I thought they stopped laying in the winter anyway. So I was a little confused by it. But when it warmed up, I they laid for a little bit and then they stopped again. So may I? I think people could be getting confused, maybe. But it could be. It could be. You well, never an- know. another problem, Steve, that blipped across the radar, and everybody, this is another thing you need to be aware of, is that. There have been food production factories and facilities that have been going up in smoke. And this has become epidemic across America to the extent that it's a threat to the food supply. I, I did hear that, a rumor about that. Something mm-hmm. just recently, another one, right? Yes. And so we're recognizing that, as the War Room Posse always makes it a point of mentioning, there are no coincidences and there are no conspiracies. Okay, so what that means is dun, dun, dun. Okay, it's pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. All right, the fact that we know from the results of, of the forum in Europe that the globalists want to, they want to cut down on the world population. Last time I checked, I'm a participant in the world population. I think you are too, Steve. I, and, I believe I am. And maybe I every other living human being that's, that's walking around is also a participant in the world population. And we kind of like the way things are right now. We're not really on board with the whole, you know, European European tradition of elitism when it comes to cutting down on the world population. Mm -hmm. I think I could speak for everybody when I say that. So if we didn't humorize it, it would be even more tragic than it's shaping up to be, Steve. And that's Uh, why I wanted to point it out. Yeah, I'm glad you did. You know, this, we all got to stop paying attention. I, I know it's hard for people. You know, you're busy, you're working. Yeah. But um, that's why it's good to tune into a show like ours, you know, to find out what's going on 
we kind of try to keep you up to date and give you ways to take action. So, um, you got more to go to? Yeah, there was one other thing along those lines, Steve, that I wanted to mention for the benefit of everybody tuned in. And that is the fact that one of the causalities of the, the results from this convention, or I should say the forum, rather, that was held recently, is something called digital ID. Everybody's heard of ESG score and what China is doing to kind of box you in financially. Mm-hmm. Well, what the the technology is dictating now is what can only be described as a digital prison. In other words, once you assume a digital ID, then if your politics doesn't stack up just right, guess what? You don't get certain privileges. Right. And I am sure they will do it in a way that it won't be blatant at first, right? but eventually we'll get there and, but- and it will be, okay, you don't think like we do, uh, guess what? We can't give you access to your money this week. Sorry about that. Oops. Yep. We had a glitch. So the, the best thing to do what the super patriots are talking about right now, and this holds true for, you know, each individual personally spread out throughout the community and throughout the state and, and far beyond is this fact. And the fact is the more off the grid you can allow yourself the luxury of the better off you will be. And the reason I say that, Steve, is because in the future, just say no to digital ID, Mm -hmm. okay? Because once you say yes to digital ID, you are now in a financial prison. Sorry, but you are. Mm -hmm. I I agree. I agree. That is a very dangerous road we're taking. That's almost along the same lines as those, uh, they want to put the little things under your skin for for you to use instead of a license or a credit card. Yeah, that ain't happening with me. I'm telling you right now. And we're going to we're going to even get into more detail on future podcasts between the artificial intelligence interface and the human interface. Mm -hmm. All right. And now in 2023, the lines are becoming very blurred between the two. What's artificial intelligence and what's not? So we're going to hold that off to another podcast. But the only other thing that I could really talk about before we move off the national scene is what's going on in, in this congressional session in Congress right I'm now? I'm kind of proud of those 20 guys and what they did. Mm-hmm. I know that you know some people got upset over that, but look at how much they made a difference by standing up to what you know is right, to the values of the party, and trying to hold other people to the values of the party. Right. They have done amazing things. I saw that uh, Jim Jordan kicked uh, Omar off her perch, so to speak. She shouldn't have been on a foreign relations committee to begin with, seeing she was uh, uh, against Israel and some of the harsh things she had said. She didn't belong there anyway. And they were like flipping out on on the floor of Congress. Well, actually, the vote vote was congressional-wide. It was a congressional-wide vote to to have her replaced. Mm -hmm. And then the histrionics started. And he's given other places to be it's not like she'll well, be on other committees she just it was a talk it was a way for them to get money into their campaign because they'll sell it as the gop would let me be on a committee <laughs> even though you know she's a anti-american a hundred percent and the people i don't know anybody listening that lives in her district or area where she's got voted in what are you thinking what are you thinking i don't see how you could think that that woman would do a good job for you. Just like 
I don't see how people in New York could vote for the other knucklehead. You're talking about Minneapolis, Minnesota, is what you're sorry, about. Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I tell it straight. Which it's is just a, like, which what is are very, you thinking? Just so happens to be a very large Somali immigrant population, right? If I'm not but, mistaken, you know, there's plenty of things there for the to do the right thing. You know, like uh, our our favorite person uh, from ACT. Mm-hmm. Right, Brigitte Gabrielle. Yes, she was from that area. She started in that area, right? And that's how is going to consist of the hearings that are going to be taking place. And just excuse me for a second. The, the hearings that are going to be taking place over that was the, President Trump calling you. Well, yeah, I, I I'll call him back. But anyway, so they're important because they're going to be they're going to be pivotal in how we're going to proceed going forward with with regard to new legislation over these important matters specifically weaponizing the federal government against the people. That's intolerable. Oh, yeah. We, and- we can't have that happen. And and to add insult to injury, they want the taxpayers to fund their own demise. Homie, don't play that. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. I think we got to take a break. Uh, is, that, uh, is that pretty much your thing? Or yeah, we'll let's come do back, it. Let's we'll take, have a couple yeah, let's do it. Let's take a break and then we'll come back to it. Okay. We'll be right back with the Lions then. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate every one of you. Yep. All right, everybody. Hey. And we're back. back yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Lions Den, everyone. Today's podcast is coming to you on the 3rd of February. Yeah. And Paul, we have a sponsor 2023. for 2023. We have a sponsor for our shoot. Liberty Library and Resource Center. Jacksonville. Uh, they do Jacksonville. They North do Carolina. tutoring for young children. Great, great, great thing. If you are a homeschooling parent, you're going to want to use their there you go. facilities. Just yep. contact them. Uh, Liberty 252-702-3917. 252-702-3917. All right. Located in Jacksonville, uh, 3671 Newburn Highway. And if you have kids in GovEd and they're somewhere around here, you need to look up Liberty Library. And Resource Center. And Resource Center. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. The best tutoring service mm-hmm. in this area. Yep. Maybe in the world. Very, very worthwhile solution for parents who are professionals or working parents who need a resource for their children. Absolutely. Very worthwhile. All right, Paul, let's get back to the national vote. So because we, we got a lot to talk about on your All right, local sure. scene. We were we were talking about civic responsibility as well, Steve. And the way that ties in is people are waking up to the fact that they have to get their butt in gear and they've got to contribute to somehow improving their community, somehow mm-hmm. improving their state. Okay. And people don't want to arm wrestle with this stuff. They want it to be sensible. Right. They don't want it to be a struggle. And so on that score, you need to become aware of organizations like Act Right of North Carolina. You need to become of organ- aware, aware of organizations like Act for America. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Freedom Works. Freedom Works. America. All great organizations. And all can be accessed through Act Right of NC. That's right. ActRightOfNC.org. Absolutely. And now, Paul, just before we go off on it, 
there's another group that remind me we got to talk about. There's mm-hmm. another new group here that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Real good patriots. Of, yeah, it's called America First Patriots. And the only other thing I wanted to say about that very quickly, Steve, is the fact that we are having traction with concerned citizens through groups like Act Right of NC and America First Patriots. And the reason why is because they're returning to what's known as common law. Mm-hmm. All right. Not only common law juries, which were discussed at one of the recent meetings, but also becoming more involved with organizations like your constitutional sheriff and the sheriff's department for the purposes of forging a civil defense initiative. Okay. All very important things right now, because coming up in the near future, Steve, that's where the bread and butter issues are going to hinge on. Mm-hmm. They're all going to hinge on that. And I, and I want to go back to that one in our next segment. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just finish up with one thing with the national stuff. Yeah. Recently I've been noticing an uptick in these electric car commercials. <laughs> and I noticed that Domino's is pushing up this whole thing that don't be surprised if we pull up an electric car, deliver your pizza. First off, I don't care what kind of car you use to come deliver my pizza, but now I do because you can't, if you, if I order Domino's pizza and you pull up in an electric car, you might as well get back in the car, turn around and eat the pizza on the way back. Cause I'm not paying for it and I'm not buying it. I don't want none of that nonsense. I don't believe in that nonsense. I want, give me a car with gas. I want gas. We got 400 years worth of gas in the ground and oil. Why are they pushing this electric car? Steve, if Domino's thinks that driving up in an electric car to deliver pizza is virtue signaling, they're retards. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what, folks? They're going to learn. They're going to learn the hard way. Because look at what happened when we had uh, Bed Bath & Beyond become woke and get rid of Mike Lindell. Hmm. How are they doing now, Paul? I think Bed Bath & Beyond has had to seriously reconsider that poor decision. Well, they had just recently yeah. a bunch of stores closed. <laughs> yeah. And now they're proposing a bunch more stores closed. They went from like 1,500 stores down to... 800 plus stores. They did it to themselves. Yeah. And they absolutely mm-hmm. shot themselves in the foot because mm-hmm. they alienated half their base. Mm-hmm. If you run a business, how does it make sense to be involved with the political aspect of things? Well, I have the answer to that. Actually, they think it's virtue signaling. Right. And they've bought the lie. It's a huge deception. It's just a lie. And, and to me, it's all ego. Yeah. Like they want to feel like they're virtuous and better than us. Mm-mm-mm. And they know better than Don't you. Do they it. know better than Don't you. Don't do it. It's a trap. Yeah, it is a trap. It's a it trap. Is absolutely a trap. Yep. So I'm not buying this whole uh, <clears throat> electric car thing. And any car maker that thinks that that's a good idea. You and me idea. both, brother. And I, what I'm going to tell people out there, anybody that's got a little money to invest, start buying up people's cars, these gas-powered cars. Because when they make it so that you can't get it, get one, there's going to be people clamoring and paying big money to get a hold of a gas-powered car. Oh, yeah. It's Don't creating you know. something, I think. Don't you know? All right. So let me get. Can I uh, go on to local and regional? Yeah. Let's look at. Let's look at what's taking place more on the, the bright side here. Okay. Yeah. Let's <clears throat> let's do a good thing. Well, like Paul had mentioned, we have a new group here in Onslow County that's spreading across the state, and that is America First Patriots. They're. Uh, Paul, you give me a lowdown. You're sure. more involved with it than I am. Very simply, America First Patriots is exactly what it says it is. All right. When 
when individuals in the community recognize that they have to do something mm -hmm. in order to improve their their lifestyle or their standing america first is it's one of the chief outlets like act right mm -hmm. like act for america where you can become involved all right another organization that steve pointed out before is freedom works Okay. And we just ran the whole gamut with the commercial for each right, and absolutely. every single one of them because America first fits that profile. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're, we live in America. So of course we're going to be America first. And now wasn't that started right. by a couple of veterans? I believe it was. And the way it's taking shape locally, thankfully is raising civic awareness, not just on the need for people to become involved and make a difference, but to return back to some sense of normalcy. Right. Our our system has become so adulterated by laws and regulations and specious laws and specious regulations mm -hmm. that we need to we need to return back to basics for something that we can grab hold of. All right? And our constitutional county sheriffs understand this and they're willing to react in accordance with the the objectives of the community much more readily as a result. Right. And I, and I believe they're constitutionalists, basically. They're constitutional conservatives that are trying to wake up people, give them good information. They had an excellent presentation by Jason at the last mm -hmm. one. I enjoyed yep. that. Um, but now, nothing good goes without a little controversy. Tell the people who showed up, Paul. Well, you know, Steve, it's interesting because <laughs> there are people who they have they have wind of what's taking place in their community. And, and they understand that there's organizations like this that are starting and they're curious. Okay. Uh, jealous maybe. And they might, yeah. And they might be, they might, there might be a little envy yeah, involved there, on. a little jealousy involved there. So they show up just so they can test the waters and, and take on. people's pulse yeah. and say, what's really going on here? Well, they got an education, didn't they? Yeah. And <laughs> what ended up happening with that is the, was actually two people uh, directly involved, the current chair for the GOP, Melinda Hires Roof, mm -hmm. whatever she's calling herself now, mm -hmm. and uh, Laura DePatola, who's mm -hmm. running for chair. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, is they didn't say two words during the whole thing. Most of them were on their phone most of the time, and they didn't try to be involved with with what the discussion, because it's an open forum. You can just talk about whatever you need to or mm -hmm. ask questions. It's a great, a great forum that they, they designed. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the one or two days later, this per, one of those, well, I think both of those two people were putting out that they attended it and they didn't understand it. So, they were scared. And because they didn't understand, then supposedly Laura did a deep dive, which is interesting because I'm sure she went to Wikipedia or something to do <laughs> a deep dive. <laughs> anyway, somehow she tried to make them out to be these um, radical, like she was comparing it to the Kansas City bombing people. And I was like, where is she getting this stuff from? And of course she didn't put out any uh, frame of reference of where she found this because I looked and I didn't see at the same sources that she mentioned and I didn't see anything like that. So I don't know if they just decided, well, we want, we better pick on this so they don't gain momentum 
and we put it down a little bit and we make up stuff as we go because it was all, uh, well, I'm a Jersey guy. It was all BS. It was totally all BS. So Steve, they just, they're, they're frightened by the prospect that people that don't have a hidden agenda will expose their personal hidden, hidden agenda. agenda. <laughs> right. That's all that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was kind of taken back by that, but let me tell you folks, what, what was put out there is a bunch of nonsense and a bunch of baloney and it was untrue. And America first Patriots is just some great people, constitutional conservatives, former veterans and all kinds of people who are coming together to explore ways that we can keep everybody in check. They were telling people to go to different functions like the board of commissioners meeting and the board of ed, but they didn't say like Laura put it out as uh, like they said to disrupt it. They never said disrupt. What they said is you should attend to hold them accountable. That's totally different. And you know, I, I got a mole in my yard that might be a little smarter. There you go. There you go. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, we're going to take another break because we ran a little long on that one. But okay. we appreciate you guys tuning into the Lions. Then we'll be right back. We're back. Hey, We're everybody, back. and Thank welcome you. back to the Lions Den. Thank you. So, Paul, I'm going to just continue on what's going on here in Onslow mm -hmm. uh, before we wrap up. Now, recently we had a GOP meeting, and you know I always have something to say about those GOP meetings. Well, at the GOP meeting, the first thing they started out with is they got rid of one of the guys that was actually having uh, – he got, they got rid of one of the precinct chairs because – he missed two meetings hmm. or three meetings. I don't know. It really doesn't matter because I know he signed into one, but he left and she's holding that against him. But anyway, hmm. he was one of these guys that was actually having precinct meetings as compared to the prior guy that wasn't doing nothing and or prior people in other places that are or current people that for that matter, precinct chairs that they're precinct chairs, but they never have a meeting. Uh, they don't bring anybody in. And this, this guy was doing the opposite, and she kicked him out. Kind of counterproductive. She, she got rid of him. And I, I, <laughs> I just, it didn't sit well with me. Then she starts the meeting officially, and the first thing she says is there'll be no videotaping of this thing. Now, I went through the trouble to go to a lawyer. I went to an appellate court judge and talked to, talked to him about it. Mm -hmm. And... I was told, as long as it's not a closed meeting, I'm within my right to videotape. Of course, I spoke up and I said that at the meeting, and she was like, well, we're going to make rules that stop you. Paul, they're having the meeting at Golden Corral. I don't think there's any expectation of privacy at Golden Corral. Probably not. <laughs> and you've seen some of the stuff I shoot, or even yeah. stuff that Mike Boo shoots. Right. It doesn't, it's not necessarily the audience. It's just the people on the board speaking that were recording. So what do they have to hide? What, what is their problem? Well, see, the purpose of a videotape to begin with is to capture for posterity. Right. All right. It's also a very good reference 
if there's any question about what took place at the meeting, you can always go to uh, frame, you know, eight minutes and 13 seconds and tell them this is exactly what happened at the meeting. And this is exactly, right. see, that's it. They don't want to be held to anything yeah. they do or say. Yeah. They just want to have it be stick on their, and they, they don't want to be caught in what they're doing. So. Pathetic. <laughs> one, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm always going to videotape it. Right. Always. Unless it's a closed meeting, in which case I know I have no legal right to do it. I will not do it. But as a person, I have a right to do it. And this is this is why. For those of you who don't know, I have some eye issues where I get injections in my eyes every couple months to maintain my vision. I also have hearing problems. I wear two hearing aids. I videotape a lot of times just as a reference for myself. Mm -hmm. right. So if they deny me, they are denying someone that has a handicap. I use it as uh, a, a means of compensating for my handicap, and they would be denying me my rights. And I am pretty confident after speaking to my lawyer and speaking to this appellate court judge that I would be in my right to hold them accountable for trying to take away my pick on a handicapped person. So I, I want to know what you feel, folks. If you want to uh, comment back, email us. Paul's going to be giving out the emails in a minute. Just let us know what you think about that. Do you think it's right? I mean, I know that I don't do it with any kind of malice, but if they do something that they shouldn't and I catch it on video, that's my proof that they did do something. Also, I know it helps me. I can't help it if I have a handicap with my hearing and my vision. I'm not trying to be mean, but, you know. And then there's, there's some idiot that says, oh, you know, there's um, uh, active duty in the audience and you're going to get them in trouble. First off, I'm not filming the audience. And unless you're the person standing up, in which case you have no uh, idea that you are have a privacy by when you stand up at a big meeting with 30, 40 people in the room and you're in a public place. So, I, I mean, I don't think that that's right. I think that's a bunch of BS as well, as I said before. Uh, the other thing that happened was that the chair, you know, a chair is never supposed to make a motion, right? A chair is never supposed to do anything like that. They could say, we're going to discuss such and such and just leave it at that. And then if somebody else makes a motion, fine. But when this chair tells somebody to make a motion, that's not right. What she made a motion on was to have us for our county convention, which is March 4th, she wants us to have a ballot. And that means there would be no nominations from the floor, which is really goes against the whole premise of having an open county convention. You don't know who might be interested. And there's a lot of times those people might not be in the room when they have, a lot of them don't go to the regular meetings of the GOP because they are so horrible and are run so poorly. And because this GOP chair has been probably one of the worst in creation, as far as I'm concerned, how, you know, there's people that don't come, but that don't mean that if they came to the county convention, they don't want to do something or won't get involved or maybe don't want to nominate someone that they think is doing a good job, you're denying them that. So the fix is in, as, as my good buddy Oates would say, the fix is in because now they control the voting process. They will know a week before everybody else who's running. 
And I'm sure that that's so that they can prepare how they're going to put that person down and have material ready to make that. And just so you understand, folks, these are individuals who are in ostensibly, quote unquote, positions of leadership within the county who insist on making the rules up as they go along. Mm -hmm. And as they break them. (laughs) and And that makes people very uncomfortable because everyone would like to maintain a standard of decorum in recognition of a procedure that everyone agrees to. Mm-hmm. And they shatter that every single chance they get. Every chance they get. And they still are, mm-hmm. we still have the plan of organization as a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, the only place the plan of organization can be voted on is at, and accepted is at our county convention. So they're trying to do it before, which when we were trying to do it, they were saying you can't do that. But now that they're trying to do it, they're saying they can do it. Well, like that. I said, they, they they don't follow the rules. They consistently try and make up the rules as they go along. Right. But At the, least they're consistent. Do you think with it's that. because they don't know it or because they're just dumb? <clears throat> Both. <laughs> it doesn't have to be one or the other. It, it just they don't it's want a combination it. of all yeah. of the above. Because <laughs> they, they're all about their own agenda. Folks, this means if you have a chance to go to a county convention, like ours is March 4th, like I said, if you contact our show, we'll send you an email with the address and the time I think is 8.30 in the morning um, at one of the local hotels or whatever it is in Jacksonville. We need as many people there as possible.